This is Father Byron Hagen, a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, offering some reflections inspired by the Deep Down Things podcast with Daniel J. Mahoney on Aural Kolnai, the religion of humanity and the subversion of Christianity. As I listened to the conversation with Daniel J. Mahoney about the Catholic political philosophy of Aural Kolnai, his assessment of the modern situation as characterized by the usurpation of the Christian idea by what he called the religion of humanity. This quotation came to mind from another 20th century Eastern European political philosopher and former Marxist, Leszek Kowakowski, on the issue of the sacred and profane in human society. Kowakowski writes in his seminal essay, The Revenge of the Sacred in Secular Culture from 1973, quote, the question to ask is how human society can survive in the absence of conservative forces. In other words, without the constant tension between structure and development. This tension is proper to life. Its dissolution would result in death, either by stagnation, if only conservative forces remained, or by explosion, if only the forces of transformation remained in a structural void. End quote. I connect this profound observation of Kowakowski's to Kolnai's insight about the nature of the religion of humanity, that the humanitarian philosophy reduces the symbolism of human life to the realm of the immanent, to the merely social, historical reality of man. Thus, humanitarianism maps onto the concept of the profane in Kowakowski, wherein lies the impulse to develop society to constantly improve it and weed out its injustices and move it to greater perfection. The opposite pole of Kowakowski's tension is the sacred, which sees society as encompassed by a permanent reality which ultimately must determine social forms. Taking Kowakowski's analysis at face value, it would seem that what we're experiencing in the contemporary West is the explosion that comes about when the forces of transformation, that is, the progressive force, the profane, dominate. But I think that this issue deserves deeper consideration and that the categories of Aro Kolnai can be of service. That both of the Kowakowskian forces, the sacred and the profane, must be present in a relationship of eternal tension means that neither element bears within it the entire truth about man and society. The sacred is not simply equal to theological truth, at least as traditional Christianity holds it, and the profane not simply equal to human truth. And certainly, the sacred does not simply represent good and the profane evil, for the basic profane impulse is for the good, for more justice and freedom, while the sacred can and does give positive sanction to the presence of evil as a necessary part of the fabric of the universe. And so when I say that what Kolnai calls the religion of humanity maps on to the profane of Kolkowski, I don't mean to say that it is in fact identical to it, that it is just another way of speaking of or specifying the profane. Kolnai is a Christian, in fact a Catholic thinker, and Kolkowski at the end of the day is not. Kolkowski, when asked whether he believed in God, was said to have replied, Only God knows. For Kowakowski, the human world emerges from the creative tension of conservative and progressive forces, 
from the eternal battle, as it were, between sacred and profane. For the Catholic, on the other hand, the fundamental struggle of the world is not simply primordial, original to it. The world does not emerge from creative tension of opposites, but rather from the creative Word of God, which speaks from the interpersonal communion of the Blessed Trinity, forming the world and humanity in the likeness of the image of the triune God. Disintegration and chaos are not part of a primordial duality, but rather enter into the world as a corrupting event, in fact as the realized possibility of created freedom. In the event of grace, God counteracts the event of evil and ultimately swallows it up in the incarnation, death, and resurrection of Christ. Thus, the determining sacred force in the world is not merely in tension with evil, but rather in the process of defeating evil, healing the world, and in fact transforming it to a higher plane of existence, when all things are placed under the feet of Christ, and God will be all in all. Employing Kolnai's Catholicism, we can translate Kolakovsky's basically center-right liberalism into an authentic Christian political analysis. Kolnai criticizes the religion of humanity, as Daniel J. Mahoney points out, for its insufficient account of human evil and its inability to recognize the ontological weight of the human person as the likeness of the image of God. For secular humanitarianism, the human person is an evolutionary center of conscious freedom striving, which is assailed by oppressive, conservative institutions, and humanitarianism reinterprets Christianity as an idea of imminent freedom, which inaugurates an age of revolutionary struggle against oppressions and injustices of all kinds, both natural and historical. Humanitarianism appropriates Christian theological categories as well as its ethical consciousness, and thus is capable of deceiving the very elect, as it were. Another feature of the religion of humanity I'd like to notice is its own totalitarian tendencies, which imitate by rhetorical appropriation the religious power of the sacred. Kowakowski writes that, quote, The sacred order which encompassed the realities of the secular world, never ceased, implicitly or explicitly, to proclaim the message, this is how things are, and they cannot be otherwise. Unquote. It is precisely this totalitarian aspect of the sacred or religious view of the world that has entered deeply into the contemporary humanitarian progressivism. As a parish priest, I do extensive work preparing young adults for marriage or for entrance, into or full communion with the Church. Hedonism is common to the young in every age, but in my experience, the young generation of our time is defined either by conviction that humanitarianism simply is Christianity, or at least by the conviction that Christianity must be reconciled with humanitarianism, since it presents itself with such overwhelming force in the urban world, in academia, the professions, and popular media that it is seen as a juggernaut, something which either must not or at least cannot be resisted. Mahoney recognizes well that today's humanitarianism amounts to a tyranny of the sentimental, its radical egalitarianism reducing every value to the plane of the pleasant, where any invocation of a hierarchy of values is refuted and dismissed or worse, 
condemned with moral force simply because it causes hurt feelings. Mahoney points out Colnai's observation that human sin is reduced by humanitarianism to the category of social justice. This view is so dominant, especially among today's university-educated youth, that an encounter with the authentic valuations of Christian doctrine and culture is forestalled, problematized, or even rendered near impossible for them. In my priestly work, I've come to realize that a mere scholastic philosophical refutation of progressivist humanitarianism risks further defining the Christian difference in the very political terms to which today's youth have already categorized religious claims, that is, in terms of the dichotomy conservative-progressive. I argue that there are few things more needful in our time than for Christian intellectuals, preachers, and catechists to begin with the theologically informed presentation of the Catholic social tradition, which alone, I argue, can disambiguate and disentangle the authentically Christian from the secularist progressive pseudo-Christianity of the humanitarian political religion. We must be able to demonstrate that an authentic Christian politics is based on an anthropology with ontological weight, and we must give witness to a Christian epistemology which gives real access to metaphysical truths in the midst of an intellectual milieu rife with cynical skepticism about knowledge. Colnai's phenomenological reception of traditional Catholic natural theology finds its counterpart and complement in John Paul II's biblical Christocentric theology of the human person, explicated as it is in the language of phenomenology. What we must do in some is to show that traditional Christianity is not merely reducible to the category of the sacred and therefore of the conservative political impulse, and that neither is it possible to extract an ethical core of Christianity, thereby transforming it into mere progressivist humanitarianism. We must show that in reality Christianity is a transcending force in the world, bearer of the divine recreative power which not only synthesizes the political poles but purifies, transforms, and reconciles them, not by setting them into tension, but rather in the true social harmony of the Blessed Trinity come down to earth. This has been Father Byron Hagen with the Deep Down Things podcast, which you can find on the web at patreon.com slash deepdownthings. I look forward to being with you again for more reflections. All blessings to you.